0: On today's show, I'm going to explain why the New York Mets should absolutely want Corbin Burns, but why a trade won't happen this offseason. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello oh, to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today, we are breaking down the Corbin Burns trade discussion from all angles. In the first segment, talk about why a team like the Mets would want to trade for Corbin Burns. In the second segment, I get into what a package what it would have to look like, and then in the final segment, I'll explain why this might not be the right time to trade for Burns. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on x at Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my rating at justbaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Swing so for the fences on sleeper picks, and you can up to 100 times your money, download the sleeper app, use promo code Locked On. you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. to Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now, from reading the title, you might already be wondering why I think the New York Mets should avoid trading for Corbin Burns this offseason. And we will get to that in the final segment. But I want to hold off on that because there's a lot of layers to this discussion. There's the fact that David Stearns was the president of baseball operations for the Milwaukee Brewers, and now he has filled that role with the Mets, and that relationship between the Mets and the Brewers is going to be interesting to monitor over the coming years. How much of a working relationship is there? We're going to get to that a little bit in the next segment when we discuss the trade package. But first off, let's just get this out of the way. The New York Mets should absolutely want Corbin Burns because over the last three years, you can make an argument he has been the best pitcher in baseball. Now, there's other guys, of course. If you look at you know, the leaderboards, I'd say the top three just on consistency, it's probably Burns, Zach Wheeler, and Kevin Gosman. And when you throw in the postseason success that Wheeler has enjoyed, you can make the argument that Zach Wheeler has been the best pitcher in baseball, which is something that must drive Mets fans. And that's because I know personally, it's tough to watch to see him blossom into this pitcher with the Phillies when there were some of us who believed it all along. But this is not a Zach Wheeler show, this is about Corbin Burns. And this is a guy that over the last three seasons has been unbelievable. He has pitched to a two nine, three ERA over 93 starts and over 550 innings pitched guy that over the last two years has shown that he can take the ball every fifth day and he can be a workhorse 200 plus innings a year ago, 193 and two third innings pitched this past season. So there's that element of it, but Going back to the beginning for Corbin Burns, the reason why there's a lot of speculation linking Burns to the Mets is because David Stearns was the guy who drafted him. It was his first draft in 2016. He took over the Brewers in 2015, and Burns was that first class that he was able to select for himself, the fourth round pick in that draft. He debuted in 2018, pitched to a 2.61 ERA out of the Brewers bullpen. That was the year that they had their most success under Stearns. And then 2019 rolls around. They try to make him a starter at the big league level. Doesn't work. Has a really bad year. 2020 was his first breakout. Pitched to a 2.11 ERA mostly as a starter. 2021 in his first full season as a starting pitcher in a major league rotation going up against MLB lineups and sold out crowds across the game where he's actually getting that taste of it. He leads Major League Baseball in ERA at 243. Had a 163 FIP. FIP is fielding independent pitching, which basically means that Burns was even better than his ERA was to suggest He struck out 12.6 batters per nine, so well over a strikeout uh, per inning. And his strikeout to walk rate right was nearly 7 to 1. So he was the best pitcher in the National League and deserved that, Cy Young. And then he hasn't been Cy Young worthy the last two years. I don't think he's going to win it this year. We know that's probably going to Blake Snell and last year, Sandy Alcantara deservedly won it. Uh, you know, Burns finished seventh in the race, but he's shown that the Cy Young wasn't a fluke. He has shown that he is capable of being the ace of a team and really carry you through a regular season. And obviously there is a lot of value that that would bring to the New York Mets and, There's also a lot of speculation that he could be on the move this offseason, and that's because he's going to be a free agent after this year. Not only that, they're about to go into arbitration with Burns again, and that didn't go so well last time. This was a quote from Corbin Burns about the arbitration process last year. I think this came around spring training when he said this. He says, quote, you can find out your true value. You work hard for seven years in organization and five years with a big league team. You get in there, and basically they value you much differently than you thought you contributed to the organization. Honestly, it's tough to hear, tough to take, but they're trying to do what they can to win the hearing. But obviously, I think there are other ways they could have gone about it. Be a little more respectful with the way that you went about it. He says that there's no denying that the relationship definitely hurt from what transpired over the last couple of weeks. There's really no way around that. That was as blunt as a player has ever been about an arbitration hearing, and part of that was – they were pinning their postseason failure on him, uh, according to what he said about that arbitration hearing, and that has led to this speculation ever since that he's going to get moved at some point, that this is not going to be the organization that Corbin Burns is going to sign that big contract with. And that's also, of course, you know, paired with the fact that they're not the team that spends at the top of the market, and this guy can certainly be at the top of the market when he hits free agency. He made $10.1 million when he lost an arbitration case to the Brewers last year, projected by LB trade rumors to make $15.1 million. So he's going to see, see a little bit of a bump there. Now, Brandon Woodruff, he is the co-ace of the Brewers. He's going to need surgery on his shoulder. He just got it. He's expected to miss most, if not all, of 2024. So that puts the decision in the Brewers' hands. What do they do? Do they hold on to Burns because they still want to compete next year? That's obviously something that should motivate them, right? They just won the NL Central. Or do they look at the lay of the land? They see the Reds on an upswing, the Cubs on an upswing, the Pirates even on an upswing. They might like their team, but think this is a moment where you might have to sacrifice something in 2024 to make sure that your competitive window can extend to 2025, 2026, 2027, something they just did not too far back, with Josh Hader, where they traded him at the deadline to the Padres to get something in return. If they make that decision, the New York Mets will be one of the teams interested in trading for Corbin Burns, of course, because as I just laid out, he would be the ace of the New York Mets, and a pairing of Burns and Kodai Senga, that would be dynamic not only next year, but then you'd have the inside track to negotiate and get an extension hammered out, and then Burns would be your ace. So there is obviously merit to it. I think the thing that I look at and the reason why the show is titled the way it is today and the thing that I keep coming back to is would the Brewers actually make this trade with the Mets? Because there was all of that reporting about how the Brewers almost traded for Pete Alonzo. And you know, certainly when you understand where that report likely came from, it had to be from the Brewer side. And then when Stearns eventually comes over and becomes the president of the Mets, it feels like there's a little bit of bad blood between these organizations. With that said, they made a trade at the deadline. They sent Mark Cannon to the Brewers and got uh, Justin Jarvis in return. So something has happened there. But you still wonder, right? You wonder what that working relationship is going to be like. Can David Stearns call it Matt Arnold and hammer out a deal right now? for Corbin Burns or not right now, but this winter. That's the thing I don't know about. And, I think the Mets might have to pay a premium in those trade talks, which is where I'd be concerned about the Mets trading for Burns right now. I want to discuss what the package might be for Corbin Burns first, though. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The NBA season is just around the corner, and the NFL season is full swing. If you're interested in receiving 100 times payout on your cash with Daily Fantasy Football or Daily Fantasy Basketball, you got to check out Sleeper. This is where you pick more or less on stars around the game. So if it's basketball, maybe it's more or less points or rebounds or assists or three pointers made. And you can do that with different stars, combine it and you can win big a pad up to a hundred times. Same thing on the NFL. You pick touchdowns, rushing yards, you know, catches all these different things. You get your picks, right? You can win big. Plus there's built-in group chat functionality. So, you can see and copy your group's picks with a tap of a button. Play with your friends. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. And there's safe and fast withdrawals. You want to try today? Use promo code locked on. You're gonna have to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. <laughs> What would a trade package look like for the New York Mets to acquire Corbin Burns? I believe the starting point is Luis and Helicuna. And the reason why uh, you're going to hear me float a Cunha in a lot of trades this offseason, where we're doing some of these you know speculative shows about guys the Mets can acquire, it's because he has a certain name recognition that you know, attracted him to the Mets that would attract him to other teams, obviously being Ronald Cunha Jr.'s little brother. It's the fact that he's a high probability big leaguer. Like, He's going to be a major league player. He brings a lot to the table. His speed is going to translate. His defense is going to translate. It can translate in multiple positions. It could be at shortstop, it could be at second base, or it could even be in center field. So that athleticism is going to pay off in a lot of ways. There's some questions about how much power is he going to ultimately be able to tap into, but there is optimism there that he could tap into a decent amount. Not his brother, but, you know, he might run into 15. And the question then becomes, how much is he going to hit? But he's a really good prospect. The reason why I I will probably be floating his name a lot, it's more out of respect to Jet Williams and even Drew Gilbert to a certain extent because I think if you're going to make a trade this offseason, those are the two prospects. If I'm David Stearns, I'm putting them and I'm taking them off the table because I think Jet Williams is the chance to be the best one of the bunch. And Drew Gilbert, as a natural outfielder, Who you know could be your center fielder of the future that would necessitate or would allow when Brandon Nimmo gets a little bit older to slide him into a corner to left field. I think those are two guys that I just project as being such a big part of the future. Not that Acuna can't, but because you have Jet Williams, there's a little bit of you know overlapping skill sets, and I even think that Acuna might, depending on the team, have more trade value because of the name recognition and everything else. So. Let's get back to this package and why I think that is a good starting point. The New York Mets acquired Acuna for an ace. Uh, You know they sent out Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers along with thirty-five million dollars and got Acuna back. Now, the money in that deal is tough to compute when it comes to trade value, but here's my best way of taking a stab at that. Max Scherzer is set to make twenty-two and a half million dollars next year for the Rangers in particular. The Mets ate the remainder of his salary this year, and the difference. On the forty-three point three million dollars he's getting next season. Corbin Burns is at 15.1 million dollars. The Rangers made that trade at a dollar amount that they felt comfortable that they're willing to pay Scherzer next year, and they got the discount of this season cheap plus the run, the postseason run they're on right now. Now, hindsight's 2020 tonight, Max Scherzer made a start coming off an injury, which was tough, but didn't pitch well, gave up five runs, four innings. Not a good start for. Scherzer, but back to the trade value, I think a year and a half of Scherzer with all the money is close to the value of a Corbin Burns, but Burns at $15.1 million is a really great asset for a season. like That is a, a bargain contract for the production you're going to get. So with that in mind, plus the fact that he is just a better pitcher, and then you add in the circumstance of the Brewers and the Mets and the optics of Stearns taking over the Mets and then getting his ace back, I think you have to give him more than Acuna. I do, even though you could lay everything I just said out and say it's a rental for a year. Acuna for Burns would be fair. I'm sure some Mets fans would think that. I think it's going to cost more. Now, if you were one of my locked on Mets insiders on subtext, which by the way, I love it. If any of you guys would, would join, uh, you get breaking news, the inside scoop exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one on one conversation with me via text where I you know sent out earlier this week my proposed trade package for Corbin Burns. You know, if you want to join, you can find the link in the description uh, or go to subtext.com slash locked on mets. But again, I, I sent out this trade package to to the locked on Mets insiders this week. And it was Acuna and Tyler McGill. For Corbin Burns. Now the more I thought about this you know for today's show and and, you know thought about the context I don't see them taking that deal. The reason why I thought that there was some value in that is because I felt like you know looking at the Scherzer trade this is for a year and McGill is a controllable pitcher that's going to be cheap for three years and a team like the Brewers could use an arm like that at the back end of their rotation. I think that he'd bring some value not to mention his brother's pitching for the Brewers out of their bullpen. But I don't know if they'd be interested in him. So then it's David Peterson. Do they feel better about him? Three years of control. Is it Jose Budo, five years of control. Those are all trades that I would sign up for the Mets making. If you told me for Tyler McGill and Luis and Cunha, you can get Corbin Burns, I'd say, you know what? Screw it. Go for it. But I don't think that that's what it's going to cost. I think they're going to ask for a better arm. So, then I really believe that a realistic trade package, the more I've thought about it, is having to give up one of those double A arms or the triple A arm in Mike Vassell. So, would you be willing to see the Mets trade Luis and Helicuna plus Mike Vassell or plus Christian Scott to acquire Corbin Burns for a year? That's where this conversation to me gets to a point where maybe the Mets are best keeping their powder dry and waiting for another opportunity or trying to trade for a different pitcher this offseason if that's ultimately the route they're going to go. Uh, but I want to explain that a little bit more on, on where I think the Mets could go if it's not Burns, um, you know, where that, that trade package could be sent for a different player and why it might be best to wait this thing out. First, though, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today. It's important to be prepared. Supply chain shortages for medications or an inability to get medications in a timely manner due to a natural disaster or if you're traveling abroad, this could leave you unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical created the Jace case, providing you with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace was doctor-created and his doctor-recommended. You can now customize your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications, and you can even add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. My wife and I, we love to travel, so we decided to get ourselves a Jace case just so we're prepared for whatever life throws our way. If you want to get yourself a Jace case or your loved ones, go to jacemedical.com enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order that's promo code locked on at Jace, jase j a s e medical.com now if matt arnold calls up david Stearns and says hi I'll give you Corbin Burns for Luis and Helen Cunha and Mike Vassell. And Stern says, yes, I would not call it a bad trade. You don't know what Mike Vassell is going to be. And the assumption there is you would then sign Corbin Burns to an extension. And guess what? You have one of the best pitchers in baseball and you have them right now. You have him for 2024. The Paracord Isenga. Your offseason just got a lot easier as you're trying to build out your roster. Now you go out, you add one more arm. You're rocking and rolling. You're ready to go. So, I can see the merit to it. But for me, it's not a trade that I would sign off on. If it was my decision, I don't think I'm even picking up the phone, to be completely honest. I guess maybe if you want to see what it would take, but I look at that package Luis and Helicuna, Mike Vassell, or if it's Luis and Helicuna and Christian Scott. That's the starting of a pretty good Juan Soto trade package. You might have to add a little more on top, but not much. So am I really going to put that trade out there for a year of Burns over a year of Soto? You can make an argument that Corbin Burns is the better fit for the New York Mets next season. That he offers a skill set that you're more desperate to acquire than Juan Soto. But the exclusive rights to negotiate with Corbin Burns, which is what you're essentially trading for, you're giving up those surplus prospect value so that you are able to get an extension hammered out. That's an opportunity that intrigues me a lot more with a Juan Soto. Because I don't know if Juan Soto is going to even make it to free agency, depending on what happens with San Diego. Like, I guess if they extend him, he's off the table anyway. But there's still that question over the entire year. Can they finally get a deal done? And then he has the open market, and he's going to be the best bat available in 2025. Not that Corbin Burns isn't going to be one of, if not the best pitcher available, but it's a lot more crowded marketplace when it comes to the 2025 free agent class. And really, I'd be waiting on that. And I I think that could also carry over to how you spend this offseason. Why you might not sign an Aaron Nola or a Blake Snell or even a Jordan Montgomery because maybe you want to save some of that long-term money for the next class because the next class... Is going to include Woodruff and Burns, the two pitchers that have been the co-aces of the Brewers. Tyler Glass now going to be a free agent. Zach Wheeler going to be a free agent. Max Fried, Walker Bueller, even Garrett Cole has an opt-out. That 2025 starting pitching class is absolutely loaded. Now there's a chance a couple of those names come off the board. Let's just say the Phillies win the World Series. Ugh. They might just extend Zach Wheeler. Um, they might resign Aaron Nola. They might try to keep the band together. But there's going to be options and you're going to have a chance to play on Stern's relationship, likely with one of those guys, Woodruff coming off an injury plague season, Burns potentially if he stays with the Brewers or if he goes to a different team that doesn't get a deal done. So I wouldn't be so petrified of not getting him now, knowing that you might be able to just sign him out right in a year. And again, you look at, you know what that package could get you when it comes to the Juan Soto, you know trade that still could be out there, even if it's Manny Machado, which I think you'd have to give, you would be able to give less to get him just because the contract is so long. I don't know. We'll see if they even put him on the market. But again, the point is, I just don't think that is the the time to trade Acuna for a year of Burns when. We don't even know if the Mets are going to be great in 2024. They still got the Phillies and Braves in their division. They're going to try, but I don't think the Mets are a Corbin Burns away from winning the world series. But I think if they get Juan Soto, it would be under the assumption that you're going to be able to lock him up. And then you're buying into a future of Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor being your two franchise players, which I am all in on to the point where I would be comfortable seeing the Mets trade the hall it's going to take to get them. But This offseason, I still think the best course of action is to just go all in on trying to sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I think that is the guy because he's the one that I look at in this free agent class that is up there with that next group. Not necessarily that, you know, Blake Snell isn't in the same league as Woodruff Burns, Glassnell, Wheeler, Freed, Bueller, Cole. um, But it's more that, you know, the dollar amount is going to take to get Snell with the injury history, that scares me. Aaron Nola with the mileage he has and the fact that I don't think he's going to come to the Mets. Don't see that as a as a, as a likely fit. Yamamoto is 25 years old. Pair him with Kodai Senga, I think the Mets have a great future. So I think that's the guy that makes sense to spend money on in the rotation this offseason. And I just don't know if this is the time to trade for a pitcher in Corbin Burns that you might be able to just sign. And instead, I'd rather see the Mets take those same pieces and go after Juan Soto. So we'll see. And of course, again, I already mentioned it, but it it bears a little bit of repeating here. Do you really think that they're going to trade him to the Mets anyway? I still come back to that. I I just can't envision a world where they're going to trade that significant of a piece to the Mets. It's one thing to trade a triple a arm at the deadline for Mark Canna. It's a whole nother thing to trade a Cy Young to the guy who drafted him. So I I think Burns is a little bit of a pipe dream. I I can see it a lot more, uh, you know, when it comes to the Tyler glass now trade, which I alluded to earlier this week, I think that is the trade that probably makes more sense under the one year context or Shane Bieber, just of what I think is more likely to happen. Um, but again, I, I can also see the argument for just signing Yamamoto, cobble together some other depth arms that you find in free agency, and just roll the dice with the kids this year and see what happens when it comes to the rest of the roster. But we'll see a lot of time for all of it. That's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. If you want to join the Locked on Mets Insiders where you get breaking news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone. You can uh, find the link in the description or go to subtext.com slash locked on or follow me on X. You can do so at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, Locked On Mets. We got to say it, game three coming up, NLCS. Any chance the Diamondbacks can battle back? We'll hope so. Let's go D-backs.